0: What do you do when you're an entrepreneur or a business professional in the midst of a pandemic? You're feeling unfocused and disconnected, and there's no end in sight. My guest today is an expert at guiding her clients through this using her three C's formula, a very important A word, and we also share a critical rule for successful Zoom calls. My name is Steve Gamblin, and this is the Motivational Firewood Radio Show. Here we go. Welcome to the Motivational Firewood Radio Show, hosted by keynote speaker, author, and vision board mastery creator, Steve Gamlin. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey there, my friend, Steve Gamlin here. Welcome to the Motivational Firewood Radio Show. Today is one of my special guest days, which I love to do. And I gotta say, on social media, Facebook, I'm very active on Facebook. And I'm becoming much more active on LinkedIn. I started doing some interviews with some folks that had me as a guest on their shows. And all of a sudden, they put on their connector hats. And I am meeting the coolest people on the planet, developing new relationships. And that's something I encourage you to be out there doing as well. It's not just the you show, it's the you, me, us, we show. See who you can connect with out there who is like-minded, may or may not be doing the same things you're doing, or a different variation. But today's guest is a very cool lady named Tony Navy. Uh, Tony is somebody who recently crossed my path, and we've had three or four conversations. And about halfway through the first one, I said, okay, you got to be on my radio show. So Tony is a speaker. She's a coach. She works with corporate leadership, developing teams. And here's the cool part about it. It's like she's prepped for this her entire career. She is conducting pandemic-specific learning programs and helping people, especially now that are flexible workers, on-site, off-site, getting people to feel comfortable and safe, even though the world's in chaos right now, comfortable and safe with who they are, what they're doing, and how to still get the best out of themselves. So, Tony, welcome to the Motivational Firewood Radio Show.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me, Steve. It is a pleasure and an honor to be here.
0: And I've got to say, we have something else in common. We are both childhood fans of Captain Crunch Crunch Berry cereal.
1: I I knew you were going to say it, and I cannot even deny it is one of my favorites.
0: And I've always, right now. <laughs> I've always joked that I'm going to be an organ donor because the skin of, on the roof of my mouth has grown back. So oh, someday when my... I pass, I'm going to donate that to somebody who's been damaged by Captain Crunch because, you know, it just feels good to give.
1: It sure does, and that's one of the best ways to do it, that's for sure.
0: I <laughs> agree. our
1: mouths are the, one of the best ways or the best organs to actually heal itself on the entire body, and your entire body, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, and you watch, the person who gets the roof of my mouth will uh, start talking uncontrollably and might just have a speaking career, who knows? <laughs> I love it, I love it. So let's talk about some of the pains that people are dealing with right now. And, and you see this more so uh, than I do because you work a little more specifically with this level of audience, people that are now having to work remotely or a hybrid version of it. What are some of the biggest struggles and challenges that you're seeing people dealing with now? And how do you at least get them to understand that it's okay and nudge and guide them in to a healthier place?
1: I think, I mean, in great question. So thank you for asking. I think that um, for me right now, when I talk about pandemic consulting, it is around helping leaders actually lead high-performing virtual and on-site teams in the age of COVID-19, a pandemic or in uncertain times, because these things are really different in regards to how you lead. It's one thing to have great leadership skills. It's a whole different thing to not only be able to lead those virtual high-performing teams, but also to be a professional. Maybe some folks that have never worked at home before, some people that have worked at home, but you've got two dynamics going. You've got the majority of the country that is actually working from home. Now they're leading people that work from home, right? You also have people that have never worked, some that have worked from home, like I said earlier, but some that have not, but everybody in the country working from home primarily and your entire lives being integrated, meaning you've got your kids there. You may have extended relatives and you've got a pandemic that's going on. So all the issues are complex and a little bit loaded. How do we actually lead a virtual team and some of the challenges, right? How do we actually communicate on a consistent basis when we haven't operated this way? How do we maintain, you know, professionalism, but also the productivity? And, the, and even though there are studies that say, hey, folks, we've seen a lot of people really become higher producing, um, you know, higher producing, you know, the human capital being more productive working from home. That's fantastic. But we also have a pandemic. Uh, right now, I'm in Morgan Hill, California. There are fires. I mean, I'm looking at billowing smoke right now. There are fires and people being evacuated in the midst of COVID in different states. Just uh, you know, a month ago, we had civil rights issues and justice issues, and you know, all of these things combined with people being isolated is a completely different mindset. So you're finding some of the challenges of people just thinking that I've really got to do work differently. And even if they've adapted a little bit to that, we are now six months in. Think about back to March. People originally had the concept in their mind that we're coming from a, you know, oh, it's just really a sprint, analogous to a track, you know, meet. It's a sprint. We're only going to be doing this in shelter in place for two or three months, maybe three or four months. We can do that. We can breathe. Let's, you know, now all of a sudden, after your sprint of one lap around the track, flat out with everything you have, at the end of that race, they're saying, okay, well, you know what? You know what? It was supposed to be a sprint, but now it's really going to be a marathon. Mm -hmm. So now you're seeing people say, okay, not only did I think we were coming back to work leaders are saying we were going to be getting our people back and I could continue to lead the way I am accustomed to. But you have people saying, I wasn't prepared for a marathon. I don't, you know, they're disengaging and not, you know, having the same level of productivity. You're seeing that go down because, and the emotionalism around everything happening, because now they're realizing this is a long-term thing and it's going to be for a while. In addition to the challenges of people's children not going back to school right now like they used to. So how do you deal with that? How do you deal with the we're still in isolation and no, um, no ability and no end at sight for the moment? We've got a pandemic going on. I still have to make sure I'm being safe and doing safe things as I'm working. And now I have my child at home. I have to integrate that. I have to integrate somebody at home that may have COVID or may be really susceptible to it. And all these dynamics with everything else going on in the world, how do I now live an integrated life? And now how do I lead a team, keep them productive and engaged when they have to work different time zones, timeframes, and they've got all these things going on that may be depressed, it's not poor performance, or maybe may be great performance, but how do I keep that and then balance the people that are coming back to the office with potentially getting COVID and, you know, all those things? And, and so there's a lot of complex and loaded issues, and now for me, it's how do we help break those pieces down? So that we can help people as from a leadership standpoint or from working virtually to be able to look at some simple ways and practical tools and things that they can do to manage their performance, but also manage some of the challenges that we have all over the place as just being at home on a regular basis with all of the integrated things that are creating a completely new lifestyle for us in what we would consider the new normal in this pandemic space and beyond.
0: Yeah. And I like what you said there about where it started off as we all thought it was going to be a sprint because Mm -hmm. we said, okay, we're just going to do this for a bit. It's kind of like going to camp. We're all going to go to camp, you know, home, digital, whatever, for a couple of months and then we'll be back. And I started to hear because I've got so many connections in different industries. People saying, oh my gosh, our teams love working from home. They're so much more productive. Of course, it was summer break from school anyway. And they said, we have all this expensive real estate. We're paying this much money per month. The house, everybody here, they're working better from home. I heard from people who were saying that companies and clients of theirs were starting to dump some of their larger office space. Mm -hmm. Thinking it was going to be a sprint. Oh, this is a great solution. We'll save money. It's cost-cutting. Not realizing that when people... Suddenly, understood it was going to be a marathon. Depression sets in, isolation sets in. One of the nine mm. major areas of life that I work with with my clients, personally and professionally, is connection, and that gets lost. That that goes with the Wi-Fi. You know, if you don't have a good signal, and you can't physically, mentally, emotionally connect with others. um, you know how do you how would you address that with people? Ways that they can kind of still feel that connection, both personally and professionally, and like you said, also they're they're dealing with their their families, the schedules. Uh, gosh, internet strength plays such a role in this because Zoom call. We're recording this on the Zoom platform. It takes up a lot of resources, and it can go down. Actually, at the time of this broadcast, we nearly had to reschedule because the entire Zoom platform was gone for a couple hours earlier today. So what are some of the suggestions you make you you make to your clients to to stay connected and grounded and still feel like they're part of something bigger, not just, you know, on the mailbox side of their driveway?
1: Oh no kidding. Oh my gosh, and that's another great question because I think people took for granted that everybody just had a normal, stabilized internet connection or that everybody has x y z access. You know, think about it, there are kids that some some kids were doing their homework on a parent's mobile phone. Could you even imagine while other kids had desktops and you know, you got schools that didn't realize it. Same thing with work. You got people that had unstable connections at home or maybe not even the right kind of computer equipment to be able to access their work. Uh, from home, and them having to realize and recognize, you know what, all things are not created equal, folks. Um, So as far as tools and really reconnecting in and making sure you stay, I'm always a, I'm a planet kind of girl. It's, you know, it's three. It's three levels deep. You know, if 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 Zoom isn't working, okay, we've got the backup plan, and you can use freeconferencecall.com. And if you can't, you know, if you need to have a paid version of something so you can deal with recordings and other things like that, with the time frame, you know, it's like instant teleseminar allows you to do teleseminars. Yes, it's not you know the video that you're getting from Zoom, but at least you have a backup platform to be able to connect. And then the other thing you're finding is that a lot of um, a lot of companies and management as as well as teams that never really had each other's cell phones, they're literally connecting and doing more mobile connectivity as well. So when one framework of technology, uh, you know, dies. Being able to leverage another frame of technology and think about it, if your internet goes down, it's not like you gonna access social media. So that would be the next thing I would be telling you is access social media really quick. Cause you can do a Facebook live or a LinkedIn live or YouTube live, and you're getting on there and being able to connect. Um, but that's not even the case because if your internet connection goes down You don't have access to any of that so what are the backup plans and hey the good old phone always works it's just about which technology are you going to access to get that for everyone together so whether it's a zoom whether it's a you know teleseminar or whether it's you texting and really connecting with people i think that that becomes a value add and how you can keep up and keep on top with each other
0: it's it's funny you said that a friend of mine actually a gentleman named rob was he posted on social media earlier today He said, oh yeah, Zoom was down all morning and I had a couple of calls because we had to go back to the old, it may have been free conference call because I still have a line with them. And he said, we had to go back to that. Oh my gosh, have we been spoiled by Zoom? He said, the quality was rough. It was crackly. It was this, it was that. People were at all different volumes, but we forget that that's such an important lifeline when the internet goes down or the zoom platform stops working for whatever reason that what we thought was great a year ago is now, Oh my gosh, we've been so spoiled by this that sometimes we forget the basics. We forget we can rub two sticks together.
1: Right. <laughs> you know, it may really take can? a little
0: longer. <laughs> oh, we don't have my that little, the, 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 settlers didn't have those little click lighters, you know, the, the lighter wand, like I used to light my grill, you know, they had to do the work and, and sometimes we forget and we get spoiled by that.
1: Absolutely. And I think that that's something that people from a business continuity standpoint, right, um, from a resilience and a continuity standpoint, if this, what's my backup plan to get back up and running, pivot, shift, or do what I need to do to keep moving forward. And uh, you know, for me, that's why I have two different internet connections with two different internet carriers, because if one goes down, I still have another internet connection. I mm-hmm. do have my mobile phone, but some people are like, you should just get rid of your house phone. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Because if the power goes down while all you people are just on a mobile phone, I can pick up my landline and it's still working and I've got a dial tone. Yeah. You know, that's to have the good old radio transistor because right now we log online, we do this and that. But if anything happens, you can still turn on that radio and it's still working as long as you've got some power to give it some juice. Or even if you don't, you've got batteries.
0: Yeah. Now, I I talked to somebody last night. She actually scheduled the coaching call with me. She has had an online business for a number of years. It's just been Mm -hmm. virtual. And she said it's been a long road to get it here. In the midst of a pandemic, in the middle of 2020, she just opened up a storefront for her small business. She sent me a picture of her posing with the sign. And this is one of my vision board clients. So it's something we've been working on. I've been coaching her um, informally for a while now to start this up. And I said, imagine the story you'll be able to tell that in the midst of all this, you didn't just broad brush it and say, well, the world went to heck in a handbasket in this year. So I can blame everything on it. Despite everything that's going on, despite the murder hornets being threatened to have shown up twice and they haven't done it yet. So I've got Godzilla on the pool for next month showing up. (laughs) She started a storefront business in the middle of all of this. So if there are people listening who are still entrepreneurial and thinking about launching something, I'm obviously the rules are different and the rules have changed and we have rules we have to follow. But if there's somebody out there who's had this idea that might just want to throw it up on the shelf and let it get really dusty and may never get back to it as a coach, what is something you would suggest to these people right now to be more comfortable, and to feel safe while still pursuing this goal.
1: And you mean the goal specifically of opening up a storefront, or are you just talking about pivoting and doing something different? Not necessarily pivoting, but doing something different even in the midst of yes. the p- pandemic and the space that we're in.
0: The second part, yes.
1: Okay, okay. So, so that's good because I think that when I coach any individual, especially with my program called Pivot to Profit Secrets right now, we have a lot of corporate, you know, facilitators or people that are speakers, authors that, you know, they were going in and they were, you know, speaking in corporations and all these events that were happening that are no longer happening. Or you got somebody that, you know, was running a flower shop and was running a storefront and now is needing to actually do business different if they want to stay in business. They have to go online. Whereas your person that does your vision board, she actually went back to a storefront and there there are loaded issues with that. But the the three core things people can truly walk away with is Looking at, okay, you know what? Things have shifted. Maybe I need to look at will my products, how do I shift and change the products and sell us? Uh, Solutions that I sell. How do I shift that in this environment to make myself feel viable and deliver or meet some customer's demand? And if I need to change that, great, because you already have a brand and it's still working. It's just that you need to change what you offer to be able to still maintain. But the second thing would be, okay, you know what? Maybe you're shifting industries. Maybe right now your consulting services are not going to go for somebody in retail or somebody that's you know. in fashion, in the fashion industry, uh, I have a friend of mine who's an executive recruiter in New York and a staffing expert, and she's in dealing with the fashion industry. But you and I both know a lot of that is going you know down the tubes and away. So she is now pivoting and shifting and looking at looking at the financial services market and in that industry, which is still a large enough industry. but now all she's doing is she's still a, an executive recruiter. People are still hiring. It's just where are they hiring? What industry are they hiring in? and financial services is one of those essential, you know, needs. It's it's whether you're selling insurance, whether it's a, you know, person doing someone's 401k, them doing taxes, or they're doing accounting. Those people are working day and night. In fact, a lot of their business has jumped through the roof as a result of, you know, the situation we're in. So now she takes her platform of what she does in, as, as an executive recruiter, she now is just making a shift and saying, okay, I have to rebrand myself and go after and learn this new industry, but I'm still able to take my expertise and I'm now just doing it for someone different. Um, the, and then the other thing is, is maybe you're really shifting what you do altogether. And and that's whether it's a career or otherwise. One of the uh, guests that I've connected with her name is Wendy Johnson. She is a chief operating officer for First American, but she is an FBI agent, academy, uh, not an agent, an FBI academy uh, graduate and was the head of security for Disney. And she decided in the middle of her career to switch from that and go and lead um A division of First American, which is a real estate industry. So when you can't do what you need to be doing here now and you can't make that happen, it's still, you're still skilled. What is your zone of genius? What you are really good at and how do you just tweak that? Sometimes it's some minor shifts that you can make that you can do something different, whether it's changing the industry, changing a little bit of your focus, or whether it's really changing altogether what you do, but taking your zone of genius into something new.
0: Yeah. And the great part about that is, even if you shift within your industry, you know all the buzzwords, you know all the pains everyone is dealing with, you can speak their language. And yeah. you know the pain points. And that is, that is such a gift, not only to yourself, that you can just kind of pivot a bit versus slam on the brakes, get out of the car, go climb in another one and start driving a different way, <laughs> which can be tough. But you know, after even two months in, some of my, my coaching clients... I was reaching out to them, just checking how they were doing. And they said, you know, I really, when this all comes back to whatever it's going to look like, man, I really don't want to do this anymore. They realized that they're just in that path. Not that it was horrible or horrific, but all of a sudden they realized they weren't as emotionally connected as maybe they were at one time. And I'm a very passion-based person. I never apologize for that. And has that ever gotten me in trouble? Oh, yes, it has. (laughs) You know, when I say, you know, I'm done with this, I had this conversation with my wife, Tina, last week. I can tear off the Band-Aid and I'm done, for better or for worse. Uh, Whether I have a parachute or not, I've jumped out of a couple planes of career choices. Uh, But if if you can just pivot versus uh, ejector seat, it's probably a smarter idea. Mm -hmm. do that and there's such a power in that um my wife tina has her favorite clothing store in the city uh nearest to us obviously the young lady who owns it and she has these amazing fashions and she's so knowledgeable she couldn't have foot traffic in her store despite the fact that she'd never done it before despite the fact that she is shy she started doing Facebook Lives regularly and displaying a couple different fashions, a couple of combinations, telling stories about them, saying what they're best for. And she found this amazing little superhero. My wife, Tina, watches every single one of her Facebook Lives. And she has shifted from foot traffic to people placing orders online, but she's also put in this educational and fun. She's such a sweetheart. Fun aspect to it she overcame her fear she's got some raving fans that I bet she never even knew she
1: had I think that's brilliant and, and that's one of the things that I always communicate to people too and it's what I call sellication because you're educating and you're, you're, you're educating but really you're selling through education and now how, how do you pivot and shift that? Now that platform is online, whether it's video or whether it's posts or your blog or articles that you're putting out and video is so much more consumable um, in these days and times and people have said it before. But when you think of sellication, I have it as three C's, which is being able to connect being able to communicate and being able to convert the viewers that you're dealing with into sales and that's a foundation for building any business and how do we connect with them and the how is what she's doing she took some videos and said okay you know what they can't come here so let me come to them meeting people right where you are, where I connect with you at is right where you live and actually giving you what you want, which is I need a visual of her product or service. I need the visual of how you're going to put this outfit together, whether it's a snapshot like on Instagram or the video, which is a higher consumable you know, way to connect. Now, what are you communicating? You're communicating the experience and she's actually going through that with them. And now it's converting into sales for her in a way that she never could because she's not going to have all the same people that walk through the door. as now she has access to online. So I think that's so powerful.
0: Exactly. And my biggest vision board client this coming January, given the state of business this year, I don't know if we'll be doing it live or virtual, but we'll be doing something. Uh, I've been there. This will be the ninth year in a row that I begin their year as their first, what they call uh, their big business workshop I've been the speaker every year for the past eight years. First one of the year, we do about 60 to 80 people live at the event and a couple hundred more watching virtually because they have people all around the country. Now, many of them would do home parties. They'd be part of expos and conferences. Uh, they are a, uh, a a spa care, they have spa products, and they also are a romance company helping people with their relationships. And they can't do in person. There are no big conferences and live events. And some of their team members have so latched on to doing Facebook live broadcasts. They do this online bingo parties and they're bringing such energy. They're putting the biggest new leg under their table than they put in years. And some of them are actually crushing their old numbers because they can do virtual parties. Now, there's still a lot of work. But they can mm-hmm. do virtual parties so much easier, and they're connecting. They're finding their confidence. When I see them, because I, I, you know, I go in and I kind of sit in the back and watch them online, and I'll send them a little message like, "You are crushing this, my little shy
1: <laughs> vision
0: boarder who sat in the back. Look at you!" And they'll send me messages, and we have this little mantra: it's, it's hashtag Click Baby Click. It's like clicking up a, a an old wooden roller coaster towards the top to go over and enjoy the ride and every time one of them succeeds at something they've never done they send me that and it's been such a joy to watch and now when things come back and and you've already talked about some of these things the skill set you're going to have you know the more arrows in the quiver on your back you're going to have and you're going to be stronger bigger better bolder more colorful and just more butt-kicking (laughs) do that pivot work now and just keep growing during this instead of saying, well, I'm just going to sit here to see what happens. Right.
1: Right. I mean, I am so excited that you are sharing that and you're seeing that transform in someone's life because the true reality for those that are listening right now, now is the time while you have some downtime, if you do, to get yourself online. Because come next year, we're never going back to the way things were. Like you said at the very beginning, people are changing and shifting what they do, how they work, and even companies, knowing that we're not going to be able to bring back everybody on site any longer. This is not going to just go back. So what will happen is, whether you're a professional looking for a job or you're a business, brick and mortar or otherwise, it won't matter. If you don't have a footprint online, when people make a search and they are going to search because that's the way the funnel is done now. That's the way business is done. People are going to talk to you and they're going to go back online. And if you're not there, you don't exist.
0: Mm. And I'll also encourage people, uh, be at your best behavior online these days because everyone is watching. And you can't just say, well, that's my personal stuff, but over here I'm being professional. No that's that's there are two bits of advice i give everybody right now you can believe what you want to believe everybody has the right to free speech but be very careful what you're doing and saying in the virtual world because it can come back to bite you that's tip number 1 tip number 2 wear
1: pants when
0: you're doing zoom calls
1: uh-oh you're going to have to break that one down <laughs> <laughs> At least once Wait a minute a now. I'm like, oh no, I got one down. I got two down. Three?
0: <laughs> no, wear pants when you're doing Zoom calls. At least once a week, I'm seeing an example out there of somebody who thought, oh, my camera was off. Oh, nobody cares. Oh, nobody can see me. And they're not dressed appropriately, professionally, whatever, on yeah. a Zoom call. And, you know, I, I would just say it as a joke if there wasn't so much evidence out there of it. And, you know, people ask me sometimes, because I always joke, I said, look, I've been dressing nicely from the waist up since mid-March of 2020. And people will sometimes say, you know, uh, I don't want this to be part of the recording, but you're wearing pants, right? Yes, I always (gasps) wear pants. (laughs) That
1: is hilarious oh my gosh but it has happened and it's really good food for thought because i have thought that i put a little sticky over my video cam and i didn't have i mean i had think i had like shorts on right my whole upper upper body was professional and 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 snazzy and the smart you know whatever blah 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 right and and i walked away for just a second because i wasn't on but i just needed to grab something really quick i think it was like water or something anyway just As I walked away, and I didn't know it, my back is turned to it. The sticky note had fallen off, so they're seeing my shorts that don't match the upper. (laughs) 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 And then I can't wait. I came back with my water, like, oh my gosh, oh no, they see (laughs) me. So I I am a true, I am a true believer in exactly what you're saying. Watch what you have on down low. Yep.
0: Yep. Oh yeah. And, And as we wrap up now, those are my two bits of advice that I give to everybody. And as we wrap up uh, this conversation, what is, I'll even, I'll even just throw one at you. What is one bit of advice you would give to somebody right now who might feel like they're struggling a bit, um, you know, not sure how long this is going to go on? I mean, the people that you work with, and it may be one of the challenges that you're hearing more often, what's a bit of advice that you would share for somebody right now that may not even realize they're feeling this way because they can't articulate it yet? But what's a bit of advice you would give people so they can just kind of hang in there and, and stay focused?
1: Well, you know what? I think a big portion uh, I'm, and the one tidbit of advice is the word agile. It is a word that, you know, you're going to see if you haven't been seeing it, if you're not in the space, it's just about you being able to adapt, being more flexible and still being productive. And I think that flexibility and our ability now to just be fluid and recognize as things change, as they shift, not when, not if, they are going to change and they're changing daily the better you can now adapt to making that happen. And, and sometimes it's not just all these wonderful things that you need to do. I am asking you to make a mental shift that says, when this happens, when this comes up, you know, we got fires, like I said, I'm hoping not to be evacuated, but if it does, I've prepared myself. I've done this nut because I can't change it right now, but I have to keep moving forward. This is a part of the process You are walking through this, this is not the end-all be-all, but you're always knowing in the back of your mind that something else is gonna change, some other crisis is gonna come, some other pandemic is gonna happen. The faster you can learn to make a shift, make a change, Keep moving forward no matter what's going on. The quicker you're able to adapt and keep some, some semblance of sanity, peace, and joy in everything you do just by the way you view things and your ability to keep moving through them and taking action every day, even if it's a little bit. You can only do one thing. That's okay. Do the one thing, but don't shut down and stop in the midst of the valley. Keep on moving through it.
0: Perfectly stated. Tony, how can people reach out to you, learn a bit more, have a conversation with you, uh, catch some of your stuff online, learn a bit more about you? Where can they go?
1: You know what? I appreciate the um, the ask, Steve. They can actually go to my website, uh, which is TonyNavy.com. That is Tony with an I and Navy with a Y, T-O-N-I-N-A-V-Y.com. There, they'll get a chance to be able to see, you know, here's the pandemic consulting and what we're doing to help, whether it's a leader, lead virtual and on-site teams in the midst of a pandemic, or you're a professional and you need to actually figure out how to be productive and stay high performing, what can you do? But on the other side, it's the entrepreneur or that speaker, that coach, that, you know, that facilitator, that expert that says, I need to go from an offline business and I need to start putting my stuff online. And that's where they can go to pivot to pivottoprofitsecrets.com the program there allows an entrepreneur or a person that wants to make that shift just do some of the right things to get that simple straight line roadmap to get online so whether you're leading virtual teams and in this space this new global marketplace or you need to jump online and become a part of the global marketplace um, there are opportunities that i can help you with and if you want to connect with me just go on the site because there's book time with tony you can jump right on my calendar and you can speak with me in person
0: Love it. Tony, thank you so much for being part of the Motivational Firewood Radio Show. We will most certainly be staying in touch, and uh, our paths will continue to cross. I know they will, because I just love having conversations with you.
1: Well, thank you so much, Steve, and I really appreciate you having me on the show. This has been fantastic, and I'm hoping I've been able to give some nuggets of wisdom or something that's useful for your listeners as well.
0: And for me, I've been taking notes the whole time we've been talking.
1: (laughs) Go, Steve. I love it. Thank you. Thank you for listening. For more information on how you can create a more vivid, focused future with the Vision Board Mastery Program, or to invite Steve to be part of your next event, please visit motivationalfirewood.com.